0: hello everyone i'm that one nerd jacob and i'm
1: that one scout colin
0: and welcome to episode two of season two of those nerds on a podcast and if you're counting all the episodes episode 25
1: hey jacob hmm. you
0: know what's funnier than
1: 24 <laughs> what 25
0: <laughs> <laughs> god oh my god it's so fucking stupid
1: uh, uh, if, you, if you if you get that reference, share this
0: episode. If you don't get that reference, share this episode anyway. <laughs> if
1: you if you. now it's got to be a two-tiered system if you don't get that you're gonna have to pause this video quote my question come back like it to prove that you left and then we'll be all good
0: ah that's that's how we do it that's how we do it that's how we farm engagements over here you gotta do that
1: i've i i do not need to farm engagements you just need to farm your fucking potatoes my potatoes it's almost time to those actually
0: oh <laughs> i'm
1: i'm growing them in, i'm trying to grow them in a 5 gallon bucket to see if they'll survive
0: oh I'm i was talking up. minecraft potatoes
1: oh oh speaking of minecraft would you like to tell everybody what happened today so <laughs> yeah, a, Just a little. yeah you, you want to bitch a little <laughs> i want to
0: bitch a little so <laughs> <laughs> Um, for anyone that has not been keeping up with Homies Craft 5, which we are now officially coming up on the last week of, um, today, while I was streaming, I was exploring the end. And I found an end city with a ship that could possibly have an elytra if it wasn't already explored. So um, I'm going up to this ship and I throw, I throw a pearl. And it looks like it hits the top of the ship, but somehow I get spawned behind the ship, so I start falling. And directly below me is the void. I frantically throw ender pearls up. Only one hits the island, the rest go into the void behind me, but it hits the island on the side. So I fall into the void and I lose all of my nether armor, or netherite armor. Netherite sword, Netherite pickaxe. I picked up um, some extra diamond armor, some sp- uh, spare diamonds, emeralds, iron, and gold that I found in the end. All gone. And then, that's not even the worst part. I mean, that is the worst part, but it it's still bad afterwards. Um, Evan discovered an ancient city. So me and Kayla were like, whoa, hold on. Wait for us. We'll be there in just a second. Luckily, I had a spare set of diamond armor. Um, I was able to make a diamond pickaxe and I had an iron sword. So not the best, but we still went for it. Well, while on the way to Evan, we found a pillager outpost as it was turning to night. And um, long story short, we tried to raid the pillager outpost. And as we were doing it, mobs started spawning. We got absolutely fucked by pillagers, skeletons, endermen, and creepers and after that i rage quit and played fortnite instead
1: i grabbed your stuff by the way
0: i i figured you did but
1: i went on to success after after my fallen brother defected to court, to fortnite i alone raided that whole tower bred that fairy creature i forget what they're called the Alay. the Alay. and then i named it puck
0: like, if I'm being completely honest, if this was not a realm that I had friends in, I would have deleted the world. Like anytime I fumble that hard in my Minecraft worlds, I, I get so fucked, so fucking mad and delete the world because I don't want to look at it ever again
1: and then i kicked you while you were down with the skill issue in the sound dude i
0: was (laughs) seething whenever you did that looking back at it now it was hilarious very very well timed but i was just fuming whenever that had happened i wanted i wanted to book the quickest route to georgia to beat your ass The book,
1: the quickest route to Georgia.
0: I was ready to commit heinous crimes against you after that. Because as soon as I heard skill issue, I looked to see if it was someone in chat that redeemed NerdCoin for it. And it wasn't. So as soon as I saw that it wasn't chat, I'm like, yeah, fucking Caleb. This asshole. <laughs> Although I will say after Rage Quitting, this was my first time playing the new Fortnite season. Very solid so far. I do like the uh, the heist aspect of it. It's very fun. And honestly, yeah. once you're alone and heisting a building with your squad, it kind of just feels like a regular shooter. Like it doesn't feel like a Battle Royale. It feels very fun. I'm saying that now and then I'm going to forget to play Fortnite for the rest of the season sort of like I did with last season. I got Paradise Meowsles and I'm like, yep, I peaked. I'm done.
1: (laughs) I got what I came for.
0: Like, I'm conflicted on if I want the battle pass this season. So
1: if you're conflicted, wait till you see something you really want.
0: Well, I saw two things I really want. You've got Ahsoka. That's going to be one of the uh, quest lines that you can get for having the battle pass. And then in the battle pass itself, there's there's a character. His name is Fish Thick. He's a very muscular fish sticks. But I don't know if I can warrant getting the battle pass just for those two characters alone. But it is a fun season. I will give them that. Like, this season, uh, I will say, is definitely better than last season. Like, I liked last season, but I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Um, I don't remember season two of chapter four. And then, I'd say it's also better than chapter four season one, but I don't know. So, Caleb, what gaming es- escapades have you been up to? Let me guess. It's... That scared me. That fucking scared me. Anyway, let me guess. It's all Minecraft.
1: Always has been. <laughs> but, uh yeah, it was one of those deals where um I did buy the new Sonic the Hedgehog collection for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, hell yeah. I'm gonna be streaming all that shit. You guys Fair. can watch me fucking bomb Green Hill Zone level one. Ah
0: yes, I. You're gonna to manage to find every spike pit, every bottomless pit. You're gonna to try to hit one of the enemies, but you're gonna be just a pixel off, so it hits you instead. Am I warm yeah. or am I cold?
1: You're hot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What do you mean by that? <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't get the podcast taken down anyway
1: <laughs> i don't know i'll stop I'll stop
0: I doubt that would
1: oh look here's the thing that made you uh that made you see the little the skill issue. <laughs> I just played that right after he died. He was just quiet for like 30 seconds and then skill issue. Yeah. Like, Evan
0: was worried that I straight up left the room and Caleb's like, no, he's sitting there. He's just not saying anything.
1: Hmm. Let's reset his hard drive by pissing him off. Skill issue. That was literally my thinking process I'm like this will reset him. Skill issue. I and was...
0: <laughs> I was so fucking upset. Like, this is also the first time I've played Minecraft since Netherite was a thing. This is the first time I've gotten full Netherite anything. Mm-hmm. To really show how much Netherite I've gotten, not only did I have full armor, but I had a full Netherite tool set, including a hoe. I did still, I, set? I still have the hoe. I have the hoe, the axe, and the shovel because I left those behind.
1: These hoes are loyal. <laughs> but like
0: god i wasted so much time and effort getting all those diamonds and then all that netherite and it's just gone like there there's no way to recover it it's lost to the void the rock consumes <laughs> <laughs> i love how casually you said that just like yeah the rock consumes you know <laughs>
1: i've been trying i've been trying it out in casual conversation i've gotten mixed results (laughs) fair why do my lights look brighter than normal hold up entertain
0: entertain the podcast while i adjust my lighting
1: my hand is green why is your hand green caleb I i was spray painting my shotgun green so you can't see me in the grass Speaking of John Cena, I watched WWE Payback. Just Yo,
0: do you let's actually go ahead and give our feedback of that, because that's also what I was getting finished watching. So the Steel Cage match? Based. Yeah, it was pretty good. Like. Honestly, I, I had know. I had no doubts in my mind since it was Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Like, none at all.
1: Like what 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 had me was the second Trish was like selling the I'm climbing over this wall and trying to get out. I was just like, oh, they're going to make her take a bump from the top, aren't they? Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, behold, they make this old lady take the manhandle slam from the top of a steel goddamn cage. Dude, that
0: had to hurt, but also that shows dedication to the craft.
1: Yeah, and then the fucking street fight between...
0: But well, let's go in order of the cards. So the next was Miz and LA Knight with John Cena as the special guest referee. That rematch fucking segment that, was so fucking funny. I was <laughs> genuinely laughing. Like, oh my God. Just John Cena just like, Give me give me some advice. Give me some advice. He's like, well, maybe you shouldn't be a merman in a Barbie movie. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is so fucking ridiculous. But it's also amazing. Like 10 out of 10 segment right there. And then also 10 out of 10 ending for L.A. Night winning. The
1: match match was pretty good, too, because John Cena was, like, refing, but he wasn't trying to DQ nobody because he's a wrestler. So it's just like, yeah, this is bullshit. You just get out of the corner. Get out of the corner. Yeah,
0: especially whenever he started, like, shoving them off of each other. I'm just like, ooh, shit's about to get heated. But, like, he never had to hit anybody. The worst he had to do was shove somebody off of another wrestler. Uh, Unlike
1: most referees... Uh, John Cena isn't made out of twigs and broken glass. So the second a wrestler touched him, he didn't just explode True, and fucking die. No life insurance. The kids are starving.
0: Yeah, but the end segment is what intrigued me with John Cena and LA Knight, you know, talking at the top of the ramp. And one of my coworkers was telling me that apparently it's a rumor right now. Like it might not happen, but it's rumored that, in the current run that John Cena is on, they have plans for him to tag with L.A. Knight against Grayson Waller and either Austin Theory or The Miz. <laughs> I'm just saying, while it might not be the best rivalry, just the thought of John Cena tagging with L.A. Knight
1: makes also, me pop. That comb over, though. True. With John Cena, just like, John, you're not even hiding it at this point. John Stop. John Cena is one of the few people that I can safely
0: say looks older with more hair. <laughs> like, whenever he was buzz cut all the time, he looked so young. But now that he's letting his hair grow out, he looks
1: so old. The fact that the miss said, you're almost... Uh- You're almost fifty years old, and you're dressed like that. I'm like, oh my god, he is almost yeah, he's almost
0: fifty years old, and that's crazy to think about. All right, what was next on the card? Um, because the street fight was close to last.
1: Uh, and after that was Austin Theory versus. Oh yeah, honestly, Austin Theory, I think he's the future. I think he's going to be one of the greatest things at WWE. And I want to see a match between him and LA Knight for the world titles. I I feel like that's going to be amazing. I think that would be amazing
0: as well. But compared to now versus when he first started, like on the main roster with the United States championship, I feel yeah. like they've kind of fumbled him a little bit.
1: Being like, Ed and flow. Yeah, no,
0: I'm not saying that he can't come back, but he's definitely right now in a low point of his WWE career.
1: San- Santos Escobar just had to get injured again. I mean, my God, what the fuck, man?
0: Yeah, but I already knew that LA, or not LA Knight, uh, Austin Theory, sorry, I was thinking of two big cities and very large states. <laughs> um, like, Austin Theory like- and Rey Mysterio is totally just setting up for Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar. I'm calling it
1: now. Maybe, but I feel like having Austin lose to Ray ironically had him damaged him more than if Austin had lost to Santos. Mostly because, mostly because this, and this is my thinking, uh, if with the way things are now, Austin lost to an older legend, but if it was the way things would have been planned, it would have been Austin putting over a new top star. And it's just one of those key details that I feel like that's probably why it feels like it was fumbled a little. Because it's not the story that would have been best for Austin.
0: The best part of that match, though. The Cinnamon Toast Crunch branding. (laughs)
1: Yes! (laughs) 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 Just just right before this United States Championship match. Oh, by the way, do you like Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Yeah, and then...
0: And then all the LED panels just having cinnamon toast crunch on them the whole match. What is with WWE and making Austin Theory have all the fucking, the sponsored matches? Like the one pay-per-view where his entrance, Titan Tron was replaced with
1: Beyblade Burst? <laughs> 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 or, the, or the fucking dark dark match, the literal glow-in-the-dark match with LA Knight and Bray Wyatt with the fucking Mountain Dew shit.
0: Remember that? Like, I understand WWE taking up sponsor, sponsorships, but I feel like they're going a little overboard sometimes. Because, like, I remember when, if there were sponsorships, it would be, like, a tiny logo on the ring apron... And they would also have that logo on the announcer's desk and everything. They wouldn't change all the LED panels for a whole match to be like, hey. Consume product. <laughs> I,
1: I honestly, I, I could just be, I can just imagine being in that room and they're just like, we'll give you a fuck ton of money if you just pay put, <laughs> sip and tr- just put all, all of the goddamn here." <laughs> I will give you so much fucking money. Just put that cereal, just put that shit everywhere. Fucking Frosted Flakes is kicking our ass right now, man. We need that. We need these children watching wrestling See. to consume our fucking sugar. It's <laughs> we need that frosted, we need that cinnamon a dust crunch branding we're fucking dying (laughs) for any
0: audio listeners caleb is slamming his desk and it is shaking the fuck out of his camera my
1: phone fell off my desk
0: (laughs) but speaking of branding and sponsorships did you know that right now you could go to w.gg put anything in your cart use the code scouty and get 10 percent off your entire order Dubby is amazing energy drinks, very cost efficient. And Mm -hmm. again, you get 10% off just by using the code from this fucker right here. So
1: they have a Dub sludge flavor, which is green apple. And Jacob has an obsession with green apple. I do. Very unhealthy (laughs) obsession. (laughs) And you too wish to develop an unhealthy obsession for a particular flavor. Go to dubby.gg and start there today.
0: Oh my god, that's amazing. But now, we gotta pull a WWE, and instead of those nerds on a podcast background, just replace it with W logos everywhere.
1: We get, we revive the Manfred Wrestling Federation, and there's just W paraphernalia fucking everywhere during the match. I just pull out a fucking W bin, and just hit you over the goddamn head with it and then and then we get the dubby championship I, it looks like it looks like I'm about to barely win the match I kick out at two and three quarters and then I roll out of the ring pull out my <laughs> shaker cup with Drew and immediately get in and start doing a comeback and fucking
0: win <laughs> If if we do revive the MWF, I don't care how corny or tacky that is. That is a spot that we are doing now. That is a spot that has to happen. If we revive the MWF or if we can somehow just have a an independent match against each other, you know, unsanctioned shit like that. Oh my god. <laughs> And then the dubby championship, the strap color changes based off the wrestler's favorite flavor.
1: Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, of course. Instead of, the fucking, instead of the fucking custom wheels, it's just flavors that you happen to like. Oh my God. My favorite is big energy tears. <laughs> it's just fucking raspberries and shit going down the side. What the fuck is wrong with us? If you hear this, I want that to happen. I will, Dubby,
0: please listen. Me and Caleb, I'm at least halfway trained. Caleb's fully trained. We could easily put on like a 10 to 15 minute sponsored match and we will fucking do it too. Anything for Dubby.gg. <laughs>
1: I love how you don't even, I love how technically you don't have the code. It's my code. You just, guys, give Caleb some fucking money. Well, see,
0: here's the thing. If retro gaming wear didn't go defunct, which I know I've talked about it before. So I'm just gonna very briefly mention this. I was once a brand ambassador for a small video game clothing company called Retro Gaming Wear. They went defunct after receiving a cease and desist from Nintendo. I still have my GameCube shirt, but um, I would be doing the same thing. I would be telling people to go to retro gaming where use code T1NJ that got them 15% off their entire order, but they can't do that now. And I thought it was really fucking cool, but it's like as soon as I ordered my shirt is whenever they got the cease and desist and they're like, hey... So you can't advertise our stuff that has Nintendo products anymore. So you're going to have to get a new shirt. And I, I'm just like, can you guys not send me one for free? They're like, we can do the 50% off like we did for the first shirt, but we can't send it to you for free. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm out. <laughs> anyway. Thanks, uh, th- thanks, Nintendo. Anyway, next up on the card. God, what was it after the United States Championship?
1: Was that, I think that, was that the, uh, it wasn't the women's match, was it? Because that was after, so I think so, it was the, I think it was the street fight.
0: No, because the street fight was after, it was the Grayson Waller I, effect, the Grayson uh, Waller effect, where Cody Rhodes revealed what everybody saw coming, Jay Uso didn't sign with AEW, he signed with WWE, just like, everybody was fucking expecting. My dad, I literally had him on the phone and he's like, yeah, I already heard that they signed him to AEW. There's already the AEW graphics saying Jay Fatu is all elite. And I'm like, dad, I can go into Photoshop and make that shit in 10 minutes tops. Don't believe everything you see on the internet. Jay's going to be back in WWE. Two weeks later, what do you know? Oh, hey, our new side need to Raw. I love the way Grayson Waller said it too. He's like, mate, you've been gone two weeks. <laughs> like, yeah he was only gone for two weeks and that was the big scoop that cody rhodes had that segment was 100 percent there just to let people know hey jay isn't gone and we need cody rhodes on a pay-per-view but we don't have him in a rivalry
1: i hated it <laughs> i mean i was i was it wasn't I, I i i didn't hate it it was just one of those things where i'm like what's the big reveal I thought, could you imagine if he was just like, I'm moving over to SmackDown, bye. (laughs) Yeah, because
0: whenever he started bringing up SmackDown, I'm just like, oh God, is he like announcing that he's jumping brands? No. He's announcing that they lost an Uso on SmackDown. They went to Raw. And I already know that this is 100% setting up for SummerSlam. Jay Uso versus Jimmy Uso because it still sticks with the brand of SmackDown versus Raw. And you can have them. Honestly, if you wanted them to, they could both put together a fucking team. I don't know. But at the end of the day, that is 100% what it's setting up towards because they still have that animosity towards each other. Yeah. And then it was the street fight.
1: My favorite part was when Rhea Ripley speared Kevin Owens through the barricade. That was with
0: him. that was great. That was amazing. I remember that, that was right after uh, Isaiah had gotten to my apartment too. He showed up a little bit late to watch it.
1: That fucking Yu Gi Oh clip. Uh, it should have been me. <laughs>
0: not him. It's not fair. Oh my god. That's that was honestly hilarious. Like uh but I mean, it was a good match. It was a street fight. Street fights are always fun. But the fucking spot where Kevin Owens did a Swanton bomb, he
1: he missed the table.
0: He hit his head hit the table and then the rest of his body hit the concrete and he as landed soon on as his
1: tailbone yeah as
0: soon as that happened i was just like ooh oh kevin no oh
1: he might have fractured his tailbone with that fucking shit probably not even not even kidding
0: i'm honestly both surprised and not surprised that they pulled the trigger on judgment day winning the tag team championships like
1: cuz now i guess now Damien could just wait a minute Seth rollins just defeated shinsuke nakamura but has legitimately announced that he's injured oh shit seth no el Kabong to the lower spine
0: but like the thing that i that stuck out was one they're a very hot stable right now so i can fully understand wwe mostly
1: because they're all attractive
0: yes but
1: i can fully understand
0: (laughs) wwe wanting to push this stable to the moon because i mean they're really they're really intense right now that and as much as i hate saying it the sammy Zayn love train has kind of died off with the crowds like they're still popping for him but it's nowhere near how it was a year ago like you can tell that the times have changed
1: Yeah, and Sammy's just one of those guys that it's a lot more fun when he's chasing the title. That's fair. Although, before the event, Rhea Ripley made a tweet, and it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen because she posted uh because you know how the sections have all the uh have all the have some of the uh seat have some of the seats that are custom you yeah to take them home take yeah a little design well Rhea's face is on those So said congratulations to all the members of the crowd who get to sit on my face tonight
0: i'm gonna go to twitter right now and retweet that real quick hold on <laughs>
1: it should have been me not him it's not fair
0: Rhea ripley Congrats to the lucky ones that get to sit on my face tonight. Repost. <laughs> <laughs> I love how smug she is too in the picture. Just the fucking <laughs> you, I already know, guys. Oh my god. Um oh, the
1: thirst trap, it's aware.
0: <laughs> after that was the women's match. Um, which I thought was really cool. Cause like you, th- I think this is really the first time that you got to see sort of like how the men have their giant stereotype. You got to see two women that very loosely fit into the giant role have a match. And that's not really anything you get to see with the women's division. So it was very entertaining to watch that.
1: I sh- I kind of wanted to see the classic power man, the pa- classic big man spot where they're both competing over who gets to power slam the other. Yes, Like. I feel like I feel like one of those would have really, or maybe the even the classic hand thing when then they're pushing against each other. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like just one of those moments because they did trade a lot, but it was mostly impact moves and strikes. Yeah, and none of them. Were, and it, we didn't really get to see the, I'm picking your big ass up and I'm dropping you on your shoulders, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it because I'm big and strong. And that
0: would honestly be the only complaint that I can't, or complaint that I can't have about the entire match is that they had the opportunity to set up the stereotypical two big wrestlers who's going to be stronger stuff, and they did it to an extent, but they could have gone way further and gotten a better result.
1: Doing the a submission move that you normally do on smaller opponents and it not working was a ge- was yes. oh, genius genius because cause it's like I used I, <laughs> this normally works oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh rely <a> shit
0: All <laughs> <laughs> oh, rely a shit oh yeah alright and then next up after that there weren't any other matches between that and the main event right
1: I don't think so, no. Okay, so you
0: had the backstage segment with John Cena. <laughs> Goofy as hell with his wardrobe. <laughs> like, just the goofiest fucking wardrobe. Um, Interviewing, you know, the Judgment Day after they just won their tag team championships. And, like, you can tell that John is, like, loving his time back because he's getting to do all this goofy-ass shit.
1: how did they make john look shorter than finn is the real question they had
0: they had an apple box
1: that was right there
0: they're like yeah we're gonna have finn step up on it off camera so that way he can look big
1: (laughs) i feel like they actually did something like or they just had john slightly squatting the whole time because you couldn't see his legs true that's true which is why he probably went, whew, this is harder than I thought. Because <laughs> he's just been half squatting this whole time. He's just like, my legs are on fire. Yeah,
0: yeah. But then after that, obviously we had the main event, World Heavyweight Championship, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. And um, it wasn't bad. But for some reason, I felt like I wanted more out of the match than what they gave us yeah like
1: obviously it's almost like one of them had a broken fucking back or something i just
0: <laughs> yeah obviously like seth's injury obviously he's not gonna be able to put out the best matches but i what? mean
1: why can't you all just push through your injuries like cody rhodes did that one time no fucking excuses you're taking a chair shot to the bottom of your fucking spine and you're gonna like it seth damn Honestly, Cody probably screwed a lot of dudes over because now when they're like I've hurt," they're just like Cody did it.
0: Like, yeah. Fuck. That fuck! that's such such a terrible precedent for the locker room going forward because it's going to be like, "Oh, my whole arm is dislocated in multiple places, but Cody."
1: But <laughs> Cody. I broke my entire penis and now <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, I can't participate in the drop strap match. Oh, but no. Cody <laughs> oh,
0: no. broke my whole penis, guys. Like, I'm sorry. It it just happened. I don't know what to tell you.
1: This is what. This is why you should never take a front a front bump with a boner. Why? Why did you have a boner, real? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, getting
0: back on track again, the match was not bad for Seth's injury. I thought he was able to go through the motions really well. But again, I just personally ended that match wanting more, but also knowing Seth was going to win because again, I'm already predicting I'm predicting Survivor Series. They want to build up for Seth versus Roman again. <laughs> they always love hitting us with the "Hey, remember the Shield? These guys were in the Shield, and now they fucking hate each other."
1: <laughs> Could you imagine if if Dean Ambrose comes back or something, like just out of nowhere? I know that that wouldn't happen
0: unless WWE and AEW come to some weird ass agreement that then turns it into raw versus smackdown versus aew and i know for a fact that that is never going to fucking happen because aew is the direct competition
1: forbidden door can suck me this is the true crossover (laughs)
0: honestly though oh my god i would love like a forbidden door wwe cross aew like it, it just works. It would work so well. And yeah, I get it. You could just do a lot of the rivalries that are like, oh, hey, these guys were either friends in WWE or they were enemies. But then you could also do great matches with like great mouthpieces like The Miz versus MJF. Imagine the promo war between those two. Imagine it. And then obviously you could do the stereotypical, like, oh yeah, world champion versus world champion. Even though WWE has two, they'd have to select one. And guess who they'd select? Roman fucking Reigns. Um, Roman
1: Reigns versus CM Punk.
0: Uh, well, hopefully, after all in, CM Punk gets released again. I don't know why they decided to bring him back after he got in a fist fight with people from the elite, but then after all in, he decided to get in another very real backstage fist fight. It's almost as
1: if, you know, it's a it's a reoccurring trend, Tony could Khan. You, could you imagine if they're working the boys with the fist fight? No, then, I, I'm sorry. i sorry. I, I know there's no fucking way that <laughs> CM Punk would participate in that, but could you just imagine a parallel universe and they're all in on it and they're just like, yeah, good. Like... Don't get me
0: wrong, I loved, emphasis on the past tense, loved CM Punk, but ever since he's came back to AEW, even when he is booked as the face, all I can personally see is an arrogant prick who does not want to boost the brand that he is representing, but only wants to boost himself. And that is exactly what he was told back whenever he was in WWE. I forget if it was John Cena or Triple H but that said that, but like, he doesn't care about the good of the brand that he's representing or the good of the company. He just wants to be world champion. If he can't be world champion, he's gonna get pissed. And if someone doesn't like his ideas, he's going to fucking fight them, which is not good for your backstage environment because then you're gonna have a bunch of people hating that one person wanting to genuinely beat the shit out of him or people that will never want to cross paths with that guy because all the experiences that they hear about from the guy backstage are nothing but negative
1: i notice he never gets into fights with billy Gunn. Mm. it's just mm, mm. Mm. <laughs> it's, almost like, it's almost like that dude is six foot five 250 and would absolutely destroy you yeah yeah, I for, like honestly when you look back in the 90s, Billy Gunn doesn't look that big like next to Triple H back in the 90s. But then you put him in AEW, and I'm just like, holy shit,
0: he's huge! Yeah, I know. But then going back to like Forbidden Door, so obviously, you'd have to have the acclaimed on the show, the acclaimed are top tier tag team. Who would they go up against in WWE that they could insult the most?
1: <laughs> I think we know. Do we? Because I'm asking you. <laughs> the st- the straight prophets, Jacob. The Street prophets.
0: Yeah, but they're heels now.
1: You can turn one or the other pretty fast.
0: I don't know. But- I feel like even if you turn the acclaimed heel, which they started off as heel, but then, you know the AEW fan base, which reasonably so, just immediately started backing them because the stuff that they were saying was hilarious and true?
1: <laughs> Honestly, if the if the Street Profits are the heels in this one, that's okay.
0: I just also... Gang,
1: just, just make it gang warfare. Have the Street Profits come out in red and the, the Acclaimed come out in blue. <laughs> no,
0: no! Oh my god.
1: I, I i'm not to not to i mean it, it just kind of works because they're both because they're both kind of like they're trying to be like uh what's the word not swallowable tolerable they're Swallowable? To tolerable yeah they you could because you could swallow the gangster a little bit you know
0: swallowable
1: yes but i but it, but the correct term is tolerable you know tolerable gangster shit for tv yeah you know the street profits you know the they claimed. fair i think it works um i think it works obviously the prophets bring out the, the street prophets. bring out dr at john cena and they start rap battling each other
0: obviously you would have to have chris jericho take on <laughs> kevin owens to get revenge for the ten thousand dollar jacket yeah yeah
1: was it kevin owens
0: i'm trying to think who was it
1: it was it was john it was john moxley
0: oh okay well then that doesn't work um well then just have them revive their rivalry from whenever kevin owens and chris jericho were a tag team and then they hated each other
1: We need to have now now stop me now stop me if you think it's a bad idea, but what if we had John Moxley take on Seth Rollins and also throw in Roman Reigns and make it a triple threat?
0: (laughs) The only way for that to reasonably work is if Seth and Roman held their world titles and you'd put the AEW world title on Moxley. That's the only way that this works. You can't have them not be champions. They have to all represent that they are the highest on their respective brand.
1: The NXT champion takes on the TNT champion or some shit. That would be pretty good. Who would Walter fight in this? Who would Walter fight? Ooh. I
0: want to see two big meaty men smacking meat. Who would Walter fight? Who would Walter fight? I, I already know one. This isn't Walter. Um, but I would love to see the House of Black take on the Judgment Day. Oh that so would be villain, good.
1: Villain V Black Mass versus Coup de Grasse.
0: Yeah, like that would be that would be such a good pairing. Like, that would be amazing. Now back to let me look at the AEW roster real quick. I always forget who all's on AEW because. I've slowly
1: Jared versus Elias once again.
0: (laughs) Like, I'm not saying this because I hate AEW, but I forget who is in AEW a lot because I haven't really been keeping up with AEW too much. Mostly just because pay-per-views cost $60 and I don't have that kind of money. Let's see
1: here. Who do you think should take on FTR?
0: FTR. Oh. Ooh, that's a yeah. good one. That's a good one. Um.
1: If Big E was still I'd say the new day.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. percent Alright, so going through, we've got we've got a couple options for Gunta. You've got Brian Cage. That would be a good one. That would be that would be pretty good. Um, let's see here. You could do Eddie Kingston. He's not like a big, big guy, but I Eddie feel like-
1: Kingston versus Kevin Owens. Oh yeah, because they're both cocky. In a
0: street fight. Oh yeah, okay. That's that's how that's gotta go. Okay, so he is no longer on the list of opponents for Gunta. Um, let's see here. Um, You could have him take on Keith Lee.
1: Again, I feel like that'd be good.
0: I feel like that would be good. Let's see. Going down more here. My god, the AEW roster is huge. Jesus Christ.
1: Wait, wait you see the WWE roster. Hold on. The most important question. Who's going to take on Monsoon? I
0: don't fucking know.
1: The Prince of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> chair shots him.
0: So, um... I need to make sure that they're still in a faction first. Because I'm going to I'm going to say something that would also be very cool. Since, you know, tag team matches are sort of an AEW thing. So, let's see here. Hmm. Hmm. I'm looking through here. Again, I I do not keep up with AEW. I also believe that there is such a thing as too much wrestling. Yeah. So, yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Oh yeah. So so, uh, Death Triangle, which I don't know if there's still a faction anymore. Um, but it was Penta L Zero, Rey Phoenix, and Pack.
1: Who the fuck would we even put against those motherfuckers? The LWO,
0: Um, Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and then he's reported to be coming back, Carlito. And he's reported to be joining the LWO.
1: I spit in the face of people who are not cool.
0: I still remember as a kid, I would always bite into apples. I wouldn't spit in people's faces, but like I would go to something that I could clean and I would spit apple. Carlito was one of my favorites as a kid.
1: <laughs> all
0: right, so we've done men's matches. I feel like we've done all the men's matches very well. Now we've got to come up with good women's matches.
1: You see, there's the kicker. <laughs> <laughs> the AEW women's roster is a little uh I bad. mean,
0: <laughs> you've got a few good ones. Like, you've got Britt Baker. She's not bad.
1: Who the fuck would she... Becky Lynch, I guess? She can't take on Rhea Ripley. Rhea would fucking kill her. True. We, we also have Riho. Riho versus Asuka?
0: I don't know if she's still in AEW, actually. Hold uh, on. Riho! Oh, Mercedes Martinez. She fits the big woman build of, like, Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez. So I feel like she would be good to take on Rhea. What did
1: she really championship caliber. yeah. I do that, that might be a Raquel map, if I'm being honest not that Raquel isn't championship material cause she did fight for it just now
0: alright and then another one you could have a throwback you could have Soraya formerly known as Paige take on Charlotte I feel like that would be a pretty solid one. Uh, let's see.
1: Don't you love how the second she meant she could get out, she did? Yeah. She saw the sunk the sinking ship for what it was, and she's just like, "Fuck this shit." Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. And then Vince McMahon became Italian. <laughs>
0: What was that mustache? <laughs> Bro really said
1: it's me, a Vince McMahon. Whoa! It's like I, I don't know, like that's when I was just like, oh, he's he's gone. He's yeah. no more Vince McMahon. Like he, like he looks like a cartoonish villain. <laughs> with his with his behavior these past few years. He is. He is a cartoonish villain. You see, what we're going to do is we're going to book Drew McIntyre to beat Brock Lesnar 30 seconds in front of zero people. <laughs> oh, that's such good
0: shit, pal. That's a storyteller right there, pal. Such good shit. Oh, I'm creaming my pants. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I will say play- WWE has gotten so much better now that Vince has less creative control. They did put him back as... President of WWE, but now that he's off creative, like I feel like all the bad shit that he has done aside, I feel like him running the company is not bad. It's just whenever he's in charge of creative that it sucks.
1: When are we going to get another Logan Paul match?
0: Well, considering that Logan Paul is back in boxing. I think he's either on temporary hiatus from WWE. Yeah, boxing. He's either on hiatus or his contract might've expired and he decided to not re-sign. Which, you know, I I really wish he does re-sign because Logan is just made for WWE. He's got the attitude. He's surprisingly really good in ring. Like,
1: come on. you were made for this kid yeah like i don't don't know why can i just have like can i just have like some of the job because you know how uh, aew will have a lot more like jobbers in w in uh in their roster you know yeah which is why they have
0: to have three shows on youtube dedicated just to uh jobbers
1: what if we just had Braun Strowman come in and just kill all of them? <laughs> not <laughs>
0: even, not even beat them in a match. We mean literally kill. He is going to
1: Mortal Combat Fatality all of them. There's gonna be some guy in, in fucking red trunk, and he's just gonna rip out his fucking spine and <laughs> throw, okay. then throw the rest of it on the lap of his mother, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like. He'll go up to
0: the mother, start screaming, You think that's bad? I could have tore off his penis and thrown it at you. In fact, come here, grab the next job. Oh my god. I love the direction this episode went, by the way. We started talking about payback like almost 40 minutes ago. And it oh, just sh- This became the wrestling episode, part two, because I think I've already named an episode the wrestling episode. So we'll have the wrestling episode for part two, or wrestling episode part two for uh, season two, episode two. The ultimate two episode.
1: Return of the lane.
0: (laughs) So, all right, I'm going to steer away from wrestling because I've got a nerd out. Oh, all right. Let's get this shit going. And nerd out. Okay, so as a kid, I played on the N64 a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. This was very evident with my rankings in the N64 tier list. And I have been so happy because they put Pokemon Stadium 2 on Nintendo Switch Online. And my god, I have forgotten how fucking hard this game is. I am here doing the Gym Leader Tower. Like, the thing with Pokemon Stadium is it is built around you using the team from your, you know, actual Game Boy games in the game to make it to where not only are you seeing your Pokemon in 3D, but also you can actually customize them. The rental Pokemon admittedly kind of suck in Pokemon Stadium. So I'm going through Gym Leader Tower Gym Leader Castle and Pokemon Stadium 2, which I, I skipped Pokemon Stadium 1 because I never really played Pokemon Stadium 1 as a kid. Again, I am a Johto guy. So, Pokemon Stadium 2 is my shit. Going through Gym Leader Castle, challenged the first Gym Leader, got to the actual Gym Leader, I lost the first three tries. So, um, Faulkner, bird guy. His ace, which I actually found out Technically, there's no aces in Pokemon Stadium, but at least two of his Pokemon had Mud Slap. So...
1: Well, that's not good.
0: <laughs> yeah, so if I used anything that was electric type, you know, it would be super effective against them.
1: So, how do you get Pokemon in the game if you don't have Game Boy? So, um,
0: in, the, in ye olden days of 2001, Um, you would have a transfer pack that you attach to the N64 controller. Um, And from there, you just put in your save or your uh, Pokémon game. It'll pull the save data. You can get all the Pokémon in your party, in the boxes, whatever. What I really want them to do, now that they have Pokémon Stadium on Pokémon Stadium 2, those games are incomplete without the ability to put Pokémon from the Game Boy games there. So I'm really hoping that them having both of them on there means that we are finally going to get Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, Gold, Silver and Crystal on Nintendo Switch online. And honestly,
1: and the huh? And the Universal Pokédex. I All right, all right, listen.
0: I'm going I'm a steer my nerd out. I never in another game, want to see another full national Pokedex. And the reason why is because balancing a thousand plus Pokemon is impossible. There is no genuine way to do it. There's no way to balance that many. I am personally a fan of them having 400 Pokemon be the max that they allow in a game. This is my biggest hot take in the Pokemon community. Cause everyone else is like, oh, we want all the Pokemon back. You know, I got Pokemon sitting in Pokemon home. And while I do understand that, people have to realize like competitive Pokemon would shit the bed completely with a thousand plus Pokemon. There is no way to balance it, meaning there's no way to really make competitive Pokemon good. No possible way whatsoever. Second of all, you want to tell me that you want to try to complete a 1000 plus Pokemon fucking Pokedex? I struggle to complete Pokedexes with 200. 200, I struggle with that shit. And also I feel like it just oversaturates it because if you have the entire national decks, the main reason for me is that it would crowd up the overworld to where you would have Route 1, for example, be the home to at least 50 different species of Pokemon, meaning encounter rates would be fucked. If you're trying to specifically hunt a specific Pokemon, that would be fucked. Cause then it boils down to, you have to transfer it to Pokemon Home and then you can use it in the new game, which is fine, but then at the same time, that's locking it behind a slight paywall because you only get one box for free in Pokemon Home. So as much as I understand people's concerns of wanting to bring back the full national decks, I I never want to see it. I think it would kill whatever game it is brought back to. And the sad thing is I don't think Pokemon fans... Shut the fuck up, timer. I'm, I'm ranting now. I don't think Pokemon fans will realize... How much that would kill a game if they had all 1,000 plus. It
1: what would if what? Okay, picture it. Pokemon um Pokemon Open World, very similar to Scarlet and Violet, but you can start off in one of all in one of in one of the regions, right? Mm-hmm. right? Hear me out. Let me cook. You start, and all the regions are available. So, technically, technically, there's a national deck. However, when you leave, say you start off in the Kanto region, you're going, I'm going chronological. I'm going from Kanto to Johto to Hoenn. I'm doing the whole list, baby. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, you do it like that. You're not allowed to use Pokemon from your last save all the way through the final all, from your last region all the way through the fu- the final 4 and you know and then the champion and then when you finally get there you you get to use all the stuff you had before and then you get to move on and then for and then for and then what you do is you set up competitive points in each of the regions so let's say you want to do online competitive play right mm-hmm. like say you're you you take on a dude in the Hoenn region and you take and a dude from the, and a dude's in the Sinnoh region they both go to the same towers right mhm the dude from the Hoenn region has to use four out of six pokemon from the Hoenn region and the dude from the Sinnoh region has to use four out of six from the Sinnoh region cuz you're in that region right yeah i feel like that might fix a little bit of this I... Because... Because then you could have region supremacy, like you have people in Hoenn gang, or Sinnoh gang, or Johto gang, and you can sell all kinds of merchandise representing and shit. And then, you know, maybe something like that.
0: So, here's why I will strongly disagree with you. Okay. Having competitive based off of a specific region would completely Mm -hmm. kill the entire idea of competitive Pokemon. That's the main reason that competitive Pokemon thrives is because you're not locked behind, hey, I'm playing from this game. Well, the newest game is gonna have the most popularity. If the newest game has 10 regions, I know there's only nine, but let's say, let's say this comes out generation 10. So it's like, oh yeah, explore all 10 regions. That would have to be a side game for this idea to work. And an idea that large scale would not work unless it is a main series game that is developed for years. And by years, I don't mean like, oh, years between generations, like three to four. No, I mean, almost a fucking decade of work would have to go into that game. Because if like you were saying, oh, if someone from this region uh, has to use four out of six from that region, and then someone from this region has to use four out of six, then that still brings up the problem with balancing 1,000-plus Pokemon. Because you can also look at it as, well, now we have to balance 151 from Kanto to balance out with the 78 from Kalos. It can't work. Like, that's why the idea of, yeah, we have all these new Pokemon in the new games, and then we have about 150 returning. That's why that works, because they can bring in Pokemon that sort of counteract their balancing that they're using with the new Pokemon, or they can use those old Pokemon, rework a little bit of their stats to still counterbalance. Again, 1,000 plus would just never work. And again, having it region-based, because then Pokemon World Championships, the the IRL tournament that they hold, you would have to then have, again, say this comes out Generation 10, you would now have to have 10 separate events, which is going to cost the Pokemon company out the ass to hold. And then you also have to base it off of, oh, well, which which uh region would bring in the most viewership. And then you'd have, say, say that Hoenn is the most popular. It probably is. Hoenn and Sinnoh are definitely up there. Say you have the Hoenn World Championship. And then on the other end, you have the Galar World Championship. Hoenn is going to outperform the Galar World Championship, because more people remember Hoenn fondly. But with the Galar Championship, people remember that as being a a mainline game that Pokémon kind of fumbled, and no one's going to want to watch it. That, and since you're only having Pokémon that were in that region, it takes out a lot of strategy, but also does kind of put in a little bit more. But again, just kind of takes away the main thing that competitive Pokemon has always been, which is strategizing based off of the balancing that they gave you in a region where everyone's competing in the same championship rather than 10 different competitors going around. Because then you'd have a situation where you get to all 10 of these people are champions. Now you gotta have a tournament and then their cross battles fuck up the balancing to where one region is going to instantly be more dominant of another region, and one region is instantly going to be inferior and would not stand a single chance in the competitive scene.
1: I rest my case. But what if you treat it like Fortnite Battle Royale? now now what i mean is that you adjust the meta every now and again to where the stats change
0: that's the thing though changing the stats of pokemon on a whim like that that's it's
1: it's game changing literally but
0: for pokemon it doesn't work like for fortnite it works right because oh no i'm gonna use i'm gonna use the national oh did your headphones die
1: my headphones died your headphones died my headphones are dead no well anyway red blinking light anyway hold up a number two if, if we're just going to close it because I, I, and then I can just start dancing. We, we got to cut it. My headphones. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <I'll> to... <laughs> thank you guys so much for watching. Caleb can't hear shit that I'm saying. So I think he's a big stupid bitch that nobody will ever love. And he doesn't know that I'm going to be saying that until this episode comes out. So thank you guys so much, for, <laughs> so much for watching and or listening this big sack of shit is gonna dance you guys out because he's that fucking stupid and we will see you guys next episode